It's the Urban Parlay with your host, Sandra DuBose. Vibe with the tribe that'll take your stress away. Right here on the Urban Parlay. Bonjour and welcome to the Urban Parlay podcast. I'm your host, Sandra DeBose, and I am just thrilled, as always, to be able to spend some one-on-one time with my tribe. You know, it is National Poetry Month still, and so what I want to do today is dive into one of my very favorite, favorite poems. I have many, but this is absolutely one that has become like my personal mantra, if you will, in my life. And before we get to that, I just want to take one brief moment to just thank everybody who has taken the time to subscribe to this podcast, to download some of the episodes and listen for all of the wonderful feedback. You know, this is a brand new initiative. And whenever you're doing something new, there's some nerves involved, right? You don't always know how it's going to land how it's going to be received, but I just want y'all to know, you sure know how to make a girl feel good. So I appreciate all the love. So many wonderful subscribers here in the United States, but also shout out to all the love I'm getting from the UK, France, Germany, Brazil, India. I see you out there. I am so happy to be able to have my voice reach across the globe, which was my absolute intention to bring us all together under this positive, positive vibration. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get into this poem. I'm sure you've heard of Marion Williamson. She is an amazing thought leader and, I mean, just a poet, uh, uh, author, all kinds of stuff. One of my favorite books from Marion Williamson is called A Return to Love, where she breaks down the book A Course in Miracles. Really, really powerful. And she's talking about the shift from our ego and moving from a place of fear into being centered in love in everything that we do and really being conscious of that within ourselves. So I would definitely recommend that book. You guys know I love books and I love words like word porn and me. Oh yeah, if you say a good word, please believe I shall be Googling it. I shall be stealing it and I shall be adding it to my personal repertoire. (laughs) So I've always been that way. And so this particular poem It's called Our Deepest Fears. And if you've watched the movie Coach Carter um, with Samuel Jackson, you've heard it before. And maybe you heard it years ago, but I want you to revisit it since it is National Poetry Month. And I want us to unpack it because there is so much wisdom and great nuggets in this poem. So if you don't mind, entertain me just for a little while And I'm going to read to you the words of this beautiful poem by Marian Williamson, and it's called Our Deepest Fears. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, 
gorgeous, talented, fabulous. Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same thing. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Ashe, 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 Our Deepest Fears by Marion Williamson. Don't that just bless your soul? Honey, this is like the poem that really brings me back to center. Those times when I begin to feel fearful. And I think about that when she says our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. So, of course, you know, when we think about and we just unpack what are our fears really? A lot of times, some of the fears that we hold are feelings of fear of failure. We may be fearful of what other people are going to think. We are fearful of what they are going to say about us. We are fearful of what if we fail and, you know, it is something that we can't recover from, right? Um, we don't have enough time. What, maybe we don't have enough confidence to really do that thing that we really, really would want to do. I want to ask you this question to start off our conversation and deep dive into this poem. What would you do if you weren't afraid? And just sit with that for a minute. What would you do if you weren't afraid? And as I was preparing for our session today, I was thinking about the answer to that question for myself. And I said, my God, hmm, I consider myself to be someone who's pretty courageous for the most part when it comes to certain things. Like I am not going to be skydiving. I'm not jumping out of jack. I'm afraid of heights and I, that's just what it is. And I don't even want to conquer it. I have no desire to jump off of anything. Bungee jumping, jumping out of a plane. You can have all of that. I will sit with my fear <laughs> and I will nurse that. And I am totally fine with being afraid of those kind of things. I mean, I'm just not a daredevil in that way. And that's okay. There's other things that I'm more confident and I'm more brave and daring about. But when I think about what would I do, I guess one of the things that I would say is that I would like pack up my life and I would like move to California as if I'm not a whole in my mid 40s, right? Move to California and just try to make it big as a big star, right? There's still that part of me that's like, I want to move to California and I want to be discovered and I want to be a you know, film actor and all of these different things, you know, but the reality I think in my mind sometimes is you have that thought in your mind, but then you'll be like a freaking waitress. Like, you know, can you watch my shift? Because I've got an audition at two o'clock. It's like, this what you came to California to do to be like a starving artist? Not so much. So then the reality of what that really looks like really 
sets in for me. And I'm like, girl, bye. You better go on to work. <laughs> Talking about, you know, throw caution to the wind and move to California and, you know, pursue your dreams. Like, stop it. There's got to be a better way, you know, at this age, you know, with children and a mortgage and everything else. Like, you know, but I'm just saying, what would you do if you weren't afraid? There's so many deep hidden fears that we that we all hold. And part of the challenge to climbing this ladder of success, if you will, is getting out of your own way. It's not so much about the ladder. It's about getting out of your own way because the ladder is there. And the truth is you have what it takes to climb it. But do you have the confidence to lift your foot and trust yourself to make the climb? That's the biggest part of it because nine times out of 10, you got the stuff, especially, you know, how many times do you look at other people doing the thing that you really want to do successfully, whether it's singing, whether it is performing in some way, whether it is teaching, whatever your thing is, your profession is, you see other people doing it and you see them and you're like, man, I could kill it. I could do that so much better. Right. But why are you not? Why are they? And why are you not? Probably because they have the audacity to believe that they can. And I'm telling you something, audacity should be like bottled and sold for a very high price because you have audacity. I mean, how many people do you see that are doing a thing, like whether it's a performer and they're just not for nothing, they're type whack. But however, ain't nobody told them that because they out there shaking the dead going tail feather because mama and them told them that they was fantastic. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, they believed it. And because they believe in themselves, they're out there. And because they had the audacity to show up for the audition, to put their hat in the ring, to make a demo, to just go out there and show themselves to the world, they were able to achieve a certain level of success. And here you go sitting back, hating and scared. Come on now. We got to do better. We got to do better. Which is the whole reason why I'm saying, let's sit down, let's unpack this, and let's uncover what's really going on so we, me and you, we can get out of our way and we can finally move into doing the thing that we really, really want to do. Because time is not on your side. It's not on your side. It's not on my side. We have to get it going. You know, now is the best time. There is no better time than now. So here's the reality of one of the fears that I really want us to talk about is the fear of success. OMG. What do you mean, Sandra? The fear of success. Sometimes we're playing it small because we're too afraid to really step into the fullness of who we really are. Because what would that mean? God forbid if people knew that you was really packing the way you packing, that you are really brilliant, that you are really super freaking talented. What if you really played full out? And then people saw that you are as amazing as you know yourself to be. Then you'd be responsible to maintain that standard and you would have to take everything that comes with it. And that, my friend, is often the scariest part because the truth is it means that there'd be changes in your life potentially. 
if people knew how amazing you are, just like she said, you know, we're afraid of what other people are going to think. And so therefore we kind of water it down. We dumb it down a little bit. We dim our lights a little bit because we're so afraid that we might be so intimidating. The wattage, the brightness of the light might be too much for the people that we surround ourselves with, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's our significant other. They can't handle all of the jelly that you bring in. They're not ready for your jelly. At least that's what you're telling yourself. And therefore, you don't go hard in the paint in the way you know you could. And the truth is that that burns you up because you know that there's more. You know you got some good stuff in there. And you're watching other people do the daggone thing and you sitting here worried about what other people are thinking or too afraid because you don't even know what's in there. You know it's in there, but I mean, my God, what if you let that thing rip? Like, for real? Then what? This deep well of amazingness, the gifts, all of the gifts that God has bestowed upon you, really, if you began to tap into them one by one by one, people might think you think you all that. Who he think he is? Who she thinks she is? Right? Some people may not like you no more. Because here you go, doing something again, what you doing now? You always doing something. Now they don't like you no more. Now you got haters. Now they, they think you switched up. They think you changed because now you're doing big things. You're hanging with different people. You got a different crowd. You're getting that money, right? Your vibe is different. Your mind is wide open. You ain't got time for that small talk no more. It's big conversations. It's meaningful conversations. You're changing, you're growing, you're expanding. And that would mean that you are expanding out of the space that may have become your comfort zone. The people and the space, the job, the relationship, the whatever it is, the way that the narrative that you've told yourself about you, that you'd have to challenge all of that if you let it rip. And God forbid you did that. It's scary out there. You know what they be talking about, all these successful people and all of the challenges. Even in the rap songs, I think it was Biggie. He said, more money, more problems. Didn't he say that? I think it was Biggie. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just saying. You get what I'm trying to say. More money, more problems. Sometimes it's like, I don't need no more problems. You keep that money. I keep my little you know, my little comfy job than to be really successful, wildly successful. I don't want everything that comes with that. You're dimming your own light. You're cutting your own self short from what is possible for you, not because you can't, but because you are afraid. Our deepest fears, not that we are inadequate. Oh, baby. No, 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 no. It's the truth that we are powerfully and wonderfully made in the image of the great creator. And he did not spare any expense when he made us and gifted us in so many amazing and beautiful ways. And how many of us don't even really realize a fraction of what we have the capacity to do in our lifetime because there are so many variables that get in our own way, namely ourselves. Listen, I want for you as I want for myself and as I want 
for everyone that I love. And that is to have an experience, the abundant life that we have all been promised. Now, what do you mean by abundant? Whatever that means for you. That doesn't look a certain way. Success is not just measured by uh, monetary things or status or validation externally. It's the abundance of love. It's the abundance of peace, the abundance of joy. It's the abundance of prosperity, which is not always even financial. It could be a prosperity of love and prosperity of just your soul and your contentment with your life and how you showed up in the world and how you serve the world, how you have been a good steward over the gifts that God has given you. It's that peace, knowing that you did more than just come and occupy space on this earth in your time, but that you made a difference somehow, that your life does matter. And when you're gone, you will be remembered in a positive way. And somebody will say their life really mattered to me. And that's that knowing that you have fulfilled your purpose, knowing that the very thing that God has assigned to you only, not to compete with anybody else, but it's always a competition within yourself that we should be better and better every year that we grow older, we get better. Not just older, we get better. We get wiser. And we can see the areas in our life where we have grown and we've made progress. That's the only competition, to be better than you were the day before. That's it and that's all. That's peace and that's joy. And that's more than enough. And that's how we honor God. And that's how we honor this life that we've all been given, this time that we still have access to. I want you to let your light shine. I want you to know how powerful it is when you do such a thing. Because when I see you shine, oh my God, I'm just like, wow, look at you over there being amazing. That inspires me because then it, it taps into the part of me that says, I want to let my joint shine like this person. If they can do it, I can do it. Just like me doing a podcast. It's a simple idea. And it had a little bit of audacity. And then I put a little grind and a little elbow grease into it. And I asked for help and shout out to my good friend, India, who always got my back. And when I call her with ideas, she puts her brilliance to the to the table as well. And we mix that joint up together. And she's she's my tech person. And she's got all of this great stuff. Let me tell you something. You may feel like I can't because I don't have this and I don't have that. But when you make that step and when you commit to start off on your path, I promise you, all the help that you need will unfold, but you will not see that until you begin your journey. I always love to use the analogy because I love me a good musical, honey. And I love the Wizard of Oz and the Wiz. I love both versions. I know all of them songs backwards and forwards, darling. But I love the idea that Dorothy set out with an intention. I'm going to see the wizard. That's it and that's all. I'm taking my dog, me and Toto. I have no idea. I got a few, you know, biscuits in this freaking toy, this little basket. And somehow or another, come hella high water, I'm going to see the wizard. Because he has what I need. And on the way, yes, there were obstacles. However, there was help. 
Behind the tree, there was a scarecrow. There was a daggone lion. She found her new tribe of people that was like, oh, you rolling to the wizard? That's what's up. I'm about that life. I'm a rock with you. <laughs> and she had a whole new tribe of people. We're going to see the wizard. And all I'm saying to you is when you start off on your yellow brick road, whatever that is for you, there will be provision made for your vision. And I'm not telling you that because it's a good quote or because it rhymes. I'm telling you because I know it to be true. It's happened in my life. I've done above and beyond anything I could have even imagined that I could do only because I said yes, only because I had the courage to step out of my comfort zone and I had the audacity to let my light shine. And I started and God gave me so many wonderful friends and elders that speak into my life, that give me the encouragement, that give me inspiration and that support and help me in whichever way that I need. And I know that that is available for you too. And I know that you want it and I want it for you. So our deepest fear. Honey, it's not that we are inadequate. You are powerful beyond measure. You are indeed a child of God. So I'm asking you today, stop playing small. Please, it's not becoming. And that is not how you serve the world, by trying to make your other people feel more comfortable around you. Stop dimming your light, babe, for real. Let it shine let it shine, let it shine. Just like that song says, you know, the older we get, we think about those hymns that we learned in church. I know they come to me often, random, random. Okay, straight out of my childhood, I could be cleaning my house on a Saturday, sweeping, just like my mama used to do, right? And then a song just wells up in my spirit that I've not heard in what, 40 years, right? <laughs> And it's just that simple. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. How about you? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. That's it and that's all. Just let it shine. Because when you do that and you show up full wattage, everybody around you, if it's a dark room, baby, you light it up. And I want you to do so without apology. Boldly, bravely light it up. Because when we leave here, we're leaving here with no regrets. Because you did what you have been assigned to do. And that is the peace that I want for you to know that you've met your assignment. Not what the world says, but what your creator gave you to do in this world. You did your job well. I hope that blesses somebody on today. I'm not going to be before you long. I'm, I'm getting ready to close. I'm getting ready to close, as they say. <laughs> But I just wanted to share that thought with you. You know, I mean, we're still 
in the pandemic season. We're still all figuring out what's next. We're getting vaccines. We're coming outside. We're seeing our family who we haven't seen in a long time. We're reconnecting and we are reevaluating. So when you go back out into the world, don't forget the lesson that COVID has taught us all. If it changed you for the positive in any way, if it helped you to recalibrate and to focus on the things that are really important, don't forget that. And as you're going back out into the world, I want you to go with a brand new tenacity, a brand new vision, a brand new focus, and a brand new resolve about what you want the rest of your life to look like. It's really in your hands. So what are you going to do with it? If you're a writer, go ahead and write. If you're a singer, you better sing. If you play an instrument, you better play that daggone thing. Make a joyful noise. If you're a dancer, move your body to the glory of God. If you're an electrician, a plumber, if you are HVAC, I don't care what. If you're a babysitter, if you're a teacher, preacher, you know who you are. Find your thing and do it. Do it big. Do it without apology. And do it with no regrets. I love you. And as my godmother, the late Francina Corbett, would say, I'm so grateful that you thought it not robbery to spend this time with me today. Until next time, I bid you adieu. And I wish you peace and blessings. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Urban Parlay Podcast. If you have enjoyed this content, please go ahead and subscribe. And then invite all your friends. Tell them to come hang out and vibe with your new tribe. If you would like to support with a donation, you can do so via Cash App at dollar sign Urban Parlay Podcast and via PayPal at paypal.me forward slash urban parlay. Thanks. It's the Urban Parlay. Vibe with the tribe right here on the Urban Parlay.